So this evening here on the Source Material Podcast, yes, get ready, Ronnie Adams. Here we go. Show's beginning. Uh, We are going to be discussing a book that came out. uh Uh-oh. Jesse doesn't remember when this came out. Mark Radlich, do you have have the trade there in front of you? I do. What does it say there? Does it have a date on the inside by chance? If not, I'm going to look it up. Maybe. I remember when this came out, as in like being around. It wasn't too long ago. 2013. I've got it. It came at first printing 2013. There we go. Thanos Rising, a five issue comic book limited series published by Marvel Comics that debuted April 3rd, 2013. Here's a book about one of the most iconic Marvel villains, and that is Thanos. And it, it, Thanos is going to be pr- most likely pronounced two different ways tonight Thanos and Thanos. So just get yeah. used to it. I call him George. Why are we doing this book here, Mark Radlich? Because I know we usually have a reason as to why we hop into... There's always a reason for the season, baby dolls. That's right. And that is Avengers Infinity War, the end of 20 million years of Marvel movies, finally culminating in uh, precious uh, jewelry and gloves that (laughs) Thanos will use to snap his fingers and wreck the universe. Yeah, Avengers Infinity War comes out uh if you're listening to this when it's supposed to go up this week and so we are actually doing two shows to support and synergize with this movie first being thanos rising kind of looking at the uh the date the uh the origin of thanos and then on the day infinity war actually comes out this thursday uh jesse will drop intent jesse will drop the uh, our rebroadcast of our Infinity War discussion. Because he may have talked about Infinity War once, but I wasn't on that show, so it doesn't count. It'll be a lot of fun. Infinity Gauntlet is always a fun story to talk about because it is you know, it was one of the most popular Marvel events of its time, if not still now. Obviously, we have a, a movie that's almost dedicated to it and one of the most uh, important comic book franchise, uh, Marvel fran- let's try this again, comic book movie franchises uh, in my life. <laughs> honestly uh so this infinity gauntlet will be a good discussion now the the thing we're talking about tonight just like mark said it's the origin of the villain thanos so i wondered what we were going to get in here uh in this book so uh, here we go let's let's go ahead and we'll hop into the creative team now the, the writer is somebody that we've talked about before on this podcast and that is one jason aaron uh he's done a lot of great books i believe the, the one that we haven't done yet is the Thor, Thor, the God Butcher saga. That's got to come up at some point here on, uh, on the, uh, on the show. Oh man, there's a ton of other great stuff that he's done. I think I just actually listened to a recent, well, on a recent podcast, but he, he had done an independent book called Scalped, I think. Jason Aaron, Wikipedia. Here we go. All right. So the man is known for, there is a book called Southern Bastards. Ronnie, you ever, have you read any Southern Bastards? What, what do you I think have. of it? Ronnie, you seem like the type of read Southern Bastards, have you? <laughs> Actually, I have. It uh, started off really good, and then it got a little weird. Yeah, it's it's like, what was it, Friday Night Lights? Is um, that, is on that a, crack. On crack. <laughs> 
works. Uh, he has also done Scalped, which is a DC slash Vertigo book. Um, Marvel Comics, he's had his hand in Wolverine, uh, Wolverine and the X-Men, uh, AVX, you know, he, uh, Ghost Rider. That was another thing. Ghost Rider, he did yeah. volume four, 20 through 35. So he had a little run on Ghost Rider that I ended up actually getting in a, a lot off of somebody a while back. So anyway, Jason Aaron's got a, a great comic book lineage behind him, and he has written some great stories that I've read. The one guy that made me pay attention to Thor is Jason Aaron. He has his hands on the Mad Titan Thanos here. Uh, now, pencils for the book uh, is one Simone Bianchi. Well, I'll tell you right now, his art is uh, it's pretty nice. I liked it. I liked it a lot, actually. Uh, it, it fit very well with the book. So uh, let's go ahead. What we're going to do here, I'm just going to give me like five or ten minutes, and I'm going to run down the story. Hopefully it won't take that long. And then we're just going to hop in with some talking points here. You're going to say run down the road. Run down the road. <laughs> give, me, give me a minute. I'm going to run away from home. <laughs> Before we get into that, Thanos, Ronnie Adams, I mean, mm. you know much about the character. Have you read a whole lot with him in it? Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. We've talked Infinity Gauntlet. I know that for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you read anything else with him in it? A lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> Would you mind telling us what it is, sir? <laughs> you remember anything you, off the top of your head? And where were you on the night of... No, go ahead. We actually what? did what's a, with the What's with the third degree? <laughs> we actually did a book on here. Uh, me and you did uh-huh. a Spider-Man book where it was Spider-Man versus Thanos. Uh, yeah. yeah, you remember that? It was Dean mm-hmm. Compton request specifically requested that one. I asked for the greatest single issue. Somebody first wanted to comment, and it was just a standalone Spider-Man issue that came out in the '90s, right after I think McFarlane's run on Spider-Man. Because I don't think McFarlane was doing the art, but anyway, you can go back in the archives and find that. It was it was an interesting uh, story considering Peter Parker dies in in that book but anyway can you think of anything else if not ronnie Deadpool versus thanos deadpool versus thanos Mm -hmm. oh my goodness you've read that and what do you think he he hates deadpool because (laughs) um well everyone hates deadpool uh not you know because he's the merc with the mouth and and just annoying i I would say thanos doesn't look like he he appreciates a lot of shenanigans no right but the, the the main reason he hates him is because um, death loves Deadpool. Oh, really? Yes, and that's when that's when he was Deadpool was cursed with the the gift of life. This <laughs> has come be up. Killed. Before. I remember. I, I remember this has come up before, or I've talked to somebody who's told me a little bit about what happened in that book. I haven't read it, but it it sounds very interesting. So it was an enjoyable read. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, almost. You know, I, I enjoy um, a good Deadpool book and. Uh, and it was it was a good Deadpool book. It was it was different, uh, but it was it, for me it was an enjoyable read. Okay, Mark, you got much history with the character Thanos. My major thing that I that I associate with Thanos is the Infinity Gauntlet mm-hmm. because after that I don't remember much. Though I do own one trade of uh, Thanos versus Hulk, which is a horseshit read because it's really like Hulk versus Annihilus. And, oh, yeah, and, yeah, and I remember Thanos that. Is a like, hi, I'm Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for reading. Like, he comes he's in, got a, he's got grabs a, he's got a, a sandwich <laughs> from Annihilus, and like, <laughs> so walks out. I mean, the whole thing is like, you know, Annihilus versus Hulk, you know, and occasionally Thanos just walks through with a cigar and a mustache. So it's like, hello, everyone, you know, and just keeps on, you know, he's got Proxima Midnight honking a horn behind him. It's fantastic. <laughs> when did he turn into the Marx Brothers? 
He's <laughs> like, let me let me get out of these wet tings and turn into a dry martini. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, that's really all I know about uh, Thanos. I know that he was a pain in the Avengers' ass, and there's a bunch of and there there's a bunch of trades that have to do with like Thanos and the Silver Surfer. Uh, yeah. Of course, we know it's a Silver Surfer who gets the Infinity Gauntlet off of uh, off of Thanos. But Is it? If I remember correctly, yeah, it's like Adam. It is Adam not. War- no, I thought I thought the way the Infinity no, Gauntlet ends. Not is Adam he goes Wolf- after it, and in the millisecond it takes, you know, for him to realize, he turns and sur- Surfer misses. It yeah, was. Goes, I remember that. I remember that. Oh, yeah. I thought it was Adam Warlock drops his drawers and Adam and and, and <laughs> hey, look at here, <laughs> mesmerized by Warlock's penis. At which point, oh my gosh, why do you have to talk about somebody's dong every time <laughs> we do a podcast? <laughs> and the Silver Surfer. I really thought it ended this way though. The Silver Surfer like just runs by and grabs the gauntlet off of Thanos' hands. <laughs> <laughs> just keeps on going. <laughs> can catch me. There is a what if uh, the Silver Surfer had possession of the Infinity Gauntlet. That is a what if book that's out there. I don't know if I've read that or not. I own two copies, but I don't know if I've read it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Ronnie's right. It he goes after it and totally and totally misses just by a split second. Yeah, we'll be covering that again there, Mark Rylance. We'll get your story straight here once we uh, once we talk that book. Adam but- Warlock's penis. <laughs> <laughs> and there, uh, I have so many jokes. Um, I will tell you though, on a serious note, there that uh, tomorrow as a extra special bonus episode, episode one fifty nine of Source Material, there will be an airing, and that is, I guess, make that tomorrow as in April seventeenth, uh, an auction discussion uh, where me and Golden Age Dave talked about the auction I had the chance to go to on April sixth. Reason I'm bringing that up is Adam uh, Warlock's penis. <laughs> I saw the first appearance of Adam Warlock, uh, which, by Lord. the way, the the cover uh, it reminded me of a Powerpuff Girls episode because it was Adam Warlock. I think was known as him, uh, just him yeah, for a while. He was. <laughs> Wait, what? Nice. Uh, what was he known as? Him. You know what's funny about this? I don't feel well. Okay, like I'm, I'm my my sinuses hurt yeah. and I'm tired. And like right before we got on the podcast, and I'd like halfway fallen asleep on the couch. I almost I almost called out tonight because I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to record. I'm like, no, you know, I called out a lot last year because I had the cancer and, you know, and I don't I, I, I don't want to call. Damn, I feel it. so bad about laughing at that. <laughs> but the way you put it is just gold. <laughs> so I was like, no, you know, like I make Jesse do all of these shows. I write this crazy schedule. I can't then bail out just because I have the sniffles. But I'm like, uh, you know, but I, and before we got distracted with Jesse's ridiculous car troubles, I was like, I was going to say to Ron, I'm like, I'm not going to give you any shit tonight, Ronnie, because I'm really tired and I'm really sick and I just want to go to bed. Meanwhile, I can't stop talking shtick. And speaking of shtick, Adam Warlock's penis. Oh, my right? goodness. <laughs> him. Him. Wow, <laughs> oh, him. Uh, but anyway, yes, Adam Warlock's first appearance was a Quality ago. shows for you here, ladies and gentlemen. Quality <laughs> shows. And the first appearance of Thanos. I'll be curious to see what he cuts tonight and uh, in, in puts in the you know. uh, in the old gag reel. <laughs> yep. Oh man, and what leaves? What's what is left on the cutting room floor? So, okay, here we go. Thanos Rising, 2013. I, I can summarize the story. Okay. Thanos, Thanos is born. His mother nearly kills him. He he becomes a awkward teen. This starts hallucinating. Kills a bunch of people. Continues to kill a bunch of people. Kills more people. Story ends. <sighs> now that 
is this book, these books, so wrong in a nutshell, and does Jason Aaron so much disservice, <laughs> so much disservice, uh, because this tale was told very, very swimmingly, in my opinion. It done it, it, it was actually swimmingly. swimmingly. It was done well. It was done well. Uh, so yes, what Mark said is is pretty much correct. Now I'm going to give you a little bit more finer details here. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Mark, you're going to have to sit through it. Thanos, born a mutated member of the population of Titan, whose own mother tried to kill him after birth, grew up almost like any other child. A vivid imagination and incomprehensible appetite for knowledge, Thanos was at times weak-willed and a stark contrast to what we know of him today. It isn't until he meets a young girl who convinces him to take his friends to explore some caves, and they get trapped in a collapse. Thanos is the only one that survives, and many think him to have murdered his own friends. His only friend, the nameless, the nameless girl, stays by his side, persuading him to take his revenge on the lizard beasts that ate his friends in the cave. A few years pass, and Thanos' curiosity grows as he is now taken up the hobby of vivisecting animals. Thanos has also grown passionate for the girl that he met long ago, and even though she is still by his side, she seems to have no interest in his advances but only to advance Thanos in filling the void he has by upping his game. And that next level is dissecting those like him. Not him, but <laughs> dissecting uh, dissecting other titans, I guess we would say. Other, uh, other members of his race. You will remember the titans. Yes, you will. Uh, there is even a point where Thanos says he will kill no more, and he is sickened at what he has become. But his sole companion makes him realize that he just hasn't looked in the right place to understand himself. It is then Thanos realizes he must murder and dissect his own mother. Now that's issues one through two right there. Like, like you do. Oh yeah. yeah. I knew that was happening. Mommy issues. Well, just, you know, cut her open who, and figure out what's causing Who hasn't wanted to dissect their mother at some point? Mom, I want to find out what makes you tick. Yeah. I mean, it got dark like pretty quickly. Uh, and yeah, of course, I kind of expected that. And, you know, at the beginning, wouldn't it have been funny if Thanos has had like a happy upbringing? what happened toys and everything he wants yeah he's just not awkward at all he had like good two good not he didn't have one parent trying to murder him and another one ignoring him at all he had like two solid parents you know the kids at school just thought he was the the bee's knees and then he just wakes up one day and goes fuck it this 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 pedestrian existence I can't take it anymore. I'm gonna have to start killing people. Like we, we don't understand. This didn't add up at all. <laughs> See, someone write a story like that where the, where the origin makes no sense. Wait a second. Wait a second. That's all he says. <laughs> I, should, I should murder people now. <laughs> I should just. Uh, my parents love me, and the kids at school think I'm great. I'm gonna murder everyone. Psychosis is psychosis, and what we get treated As is here. Laparka. Laparka is Laparka. Oh, Laparka is Laparka. And Hooventude is Hooventude. I can do this all day. I'm moving on. All right. <laughs> That's probably through the best. Issues issues three and four. So after murdering his mother, Thanos leaves Titan to find a life elsewhere. Finding a wife and having a child, Thanos, it seems, has left his murderous ways. Uh, until a new life beckoned him to become a member of a pirate crew, only piloting, never taking part in the slaughter, just watching it unfold. 
Traveling the galaxy, siring more children, Thanos is challenged by the captain of the ship, who had grown tired of him not taking part in the killing. As the captain is ready to land a killing blow, Thanos blacks out and awakes to find the captain laying in a bloody heap with the crew chanting his name. Taking the ship back to Titan, Thanos finds his old lady friend from his younger days, and his insatiable lust to have her as his bride leads her to persuade Thanos to kill his wife and son on Titan, and all of his offspring soon thereafter. Later, on some random planet, Thanos has grown tired of the killing. I mean, it's just random planet. I don't think there's a name mm-hmm. to it. But Thanos grows tired of the killing. It has become so mundane to him, and the scores he has killed, uh, he has come no closer to having her as his bride. Her. Uh, his, resentment, <laughs> his, his resentment grows, and he orders his shipmates to put her in the brig. But Thanos is surprised to find that they have no idea who or what he is talking about. It turns out the woman whom he met, he met long ago uh, may only be seen by him, and she reveals herself to be the embodiment of death. Thinking himself mad, Thanos contemplates suicide but cannot follow through. Instead, driven slow, solely, <laughs> instead, driven solely now to make death love him. He is intent on <laughs> quenching her deadly thirst with a massacre of his own people. All right, so that's where we end issue four. He's heading to. He's heading towards Titan. He is thought about killing himself because he's realized that he has gone mad, but instead he's turned around and he's just decided to try and make death love him. So finish out the book, issue five, egged on by a soon-to-be bride, Thanos lays waste to Titan. And as he thinks his goal is complete, death reminds him he still has one more life to take, his father, the great scientist Alars. Alars attempts to show his son that the thing that is controlling him is not, in fact, real, that she is a construct of his own broken mind. Thanos spares his father, all the while questioning his own sanity. As he walks away, death stops him and falls into his embrace and kisses him. And what I feel is a real symbolic gesture of the hold death has on Thanos or the madness that has taken Thanos's mind. And that is pretty much where we end the in the book. Uh, so there isn't uh, much. I mean, there isn't much that happens after that, other than he's just pretty despondent about what he's had to go through. He walks off in the distance as uh, death is yelling his name. So there we go. I said she's one through five, I guess. Uh, first- Typical woman, though, right? You know, she spends the entire book you know, goading him to murder his friends and family and, you know, his children and everything. And it's never enough for her. She's never satisfied. And then, he, you know, and then and then finally, she's like, if you do this one last thing, I'll finally love you. Oh, how and, many times does that come up? She's like, right. one more thing. One what, more thing. One, one more thing. Yeah. You know, take out the garbage. One more thing. Paint the <laughs> thing. One more thing. A woman is asking him in his mind, to commit genocide and you're saying oh it's just like a woman to ask you to take out the trash it's just like a woman to ask you to kill an entire planet well women can be demanding i'll tell you right now when we get to rereading when we reread to say to that Uh, you remember these comments here, Mark, because when we re when we read, I'm not going to say reread. You're, I can't you're say having it. just as bad time as I am. I've I've had it all night. When we read Infinity Gauntlet again, just wait until we get through that and watch Death and how she acts with Thanos through that. I remember she's a bitch. She, dude, it's like you won't talk to him at all the whole she's time. Giving him the cold shoulder. He's like, look. He's like, look. I've killed all these people. She's like, eh, my last boyfriend had a bigger penis. Wait, what? <laughs> the whole, that, that's the whole book. Ladies and gentlemen, that does not come up in the book, <laughs> ever. Must have been that one page they had to cut out. 
All right. Well, let's let me throw uh, some questions here to you guys. I mean, Mark, what do you think of Thanos's early portrayal? Jason Aaron writing this uh, this early portrayal of Thanos. See, here's my issue with this. I thought that I didn't enjoy the book because I did. I thought it was a fairly easy read. My my problem is. He has the one traumatic incident as an infant where the mom almost kills him. And then nothing. You don't really get anything from his early, early adolescence that would have shaped him to the point where when he's a teenager, he would start to have active psychosis. Mm -hmm. And then the one time they show him interacting with other children, they're not mean to him at all. They're, you know, they're acting nice to him and again i'm like i'm not seeing a reason that he should have gone this crazy yeah i think what jason aaron does well here is he kind of throws swerve bro all the people (laughs) are actually nice to him what i expected out of this was he was going to be ridiculed because he stood out from the rest of everybody else because of the his mutation i figured he would be murderous from the get-go because of his mutation what what he was like I'm, i'm willing to buy that he just like developed schizophrenia early on if they had addressed it a little bit more but because they because because they want to get you with that surprise he was hearing voices all along it's not really a girl it's it's his own psyche okay but then i feel like there had to have been more there i feel like like they hinged a lot of this story on that reveal and i didn't think the reveal was particularly strong especially if you buy the argument that it's not him hallucinating that it's actually been death communicating with him all these years okay why him in particular then and again if any of you if you know if you've read the most people who've read marvel comics are at least aware of the infinity gauntlet and and maybe even aware of death's relationship to thanos in that story so again it's not all that much of a reveal it's not a huge surprise that if you buy the which i don't by the way i'm still of the philosophy that that's not actually death that that's that's his own that's the voices in his head but even if i'm wrong and that was really supposed to be death and certainly the wikipedia entry seemed to think that was death then what well why would that be a surprise death is the whole reason he went on the infinity quest in the first place Mm-hmm. And it's been a big part of his character development. So, you know, th- for me, the, the book is a mixed bag. One, it's repetitive. And two, I didn't feel like there was enough there to really show why he would have descended into madness the way that he did. On the other hand, I, I you know, I thought it was an OK story. I thought it was interesting to, you know, to see um when when he decides he's going to kill like how he how he comes to that belief and i you know and i thought the, him trying to appease what he believes is death uh was interesting but outside of that i was like okay yeah you know the craziest murderous madman of the universe uh, sure whatever you know and then and like i said it, it just kind of all happens i know people have like complained about the 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 backstory to anakin skywalker you know and it's like well it has to end a certain way and so even if all of the things leading up to that don't make any sense or you know it's like well it, but it's you still have to have this hard ending and it's the same thing here with thanos he has to eventually become the you know the biggest villain in the universe outside of like galactus Mm-hmm. Ronnie, what do you think of the early portrayal here of Thanos and his young life? I liked it um, because it, it shows truly, the, you know, the mad titan part of him. Was he crazy? Absolutely. I have to disagree with Mark on it because um, I really think that's death. And I think that's who driving because what does death want? Death wants death. A sandwich. 
Well, she needs one oh. in some parts of it. She she's looking a little <laughs> skeletal. Um, Who knows what a but, woman really wants? Honestly, Ronnie Adams, you can make the argument that oh, well, what does she really want? Nobody knows what women want. Women don't want. Don't know what women want. Why? You know, listen. I don't know how this got on to your hatred of of <laughs> females, but um, I don't hate women at all. I know. I don't know why I said that. I think it's curious that but death is I, being portrayed as a woman. Just just putting that out there. Well, it is what it is. It is. But um, I don't know if you've dated enough, you would come to realize women equal death. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to, I, that was kind of my, my roundabout way of saying that. But it, <laughs> she what wants more death. And who who had the, the greatest potential to create that, to uh, to make that happen? And that was Thanos. Mm-hmm. How about syphilis? I know even syphilis didn't kill as many people as syphilis is coming. Hey, syphilis didn't even kill as many people as Thanos did. I mean, let's be honest. Um, he he murdered a lot of people, including his own offspring. It's never enough. It's never enough for her. And that you know, it, it almost makes Thanos a sympathetic character in that light because um, you know, be it you know, he's insane and murderous. He just, you know, he's just trying to impress a girl. And you do stupid things when you're trying to impress a girl. Yeah. So <laughs> stupid things like wipe out half the universe, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, I th- I think the representation of death here in this book is a lot different than what what we're going to read from Infinity Gauntlet. The silence. Is it really though? Well, it, it, she is she's, not. She's she torturing him the entire time. She's she torturing. Yeah, but she's not so, talking at all in Infinity Gauntlet. And here, I don't know how many like, torture sessions you've been a part of. But <laughs> with a woman there involved, are different ways. Trust me, sir. I'm married. <laughs> yeah. Married. Uh, no, uh, how, you better watch you. What the hell are you talking um, about? Uh, but but <laughs> welcome to the no, welcome to this episode of No Ma'am. Yeah, right. <laughs> All of us with our hands jammed down our pants and and <laughs> leaning back, on looking towards Al Bundy. <laughs> but um. You know, there's different ways of torturing him, and she's, you know, she's pretty good at all of them. And you know, <laughs> it's the silent treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in this, she talks him, you know, talks him to death. Hey, you have to kill. You have to kill. You have to kill. You have to do this. You have to. You have to make sure that I'm, you know, that I am pleased. Thanos, and, uh, the prettiest girl you've ever seen, Thanos. Why won't you talk to me, Thanos? Thanos. Why? Why? Why do you always have to hang out with the guys? You know. And, <laughs> exactly. Uh, why do you always have to go out with your pirate friends, Thanos? What do you love the pirates more than me? You know, <laughs> and then you find out that he's taking dead people back to his bedquarters, thinking it's her. And then you know he finds that out, and it drives him a little more crazy. I mean, come on, it's it's you know it's all it's all mind games, you know, with you know death at the wheel. I come out of this book, you know, looking at how Jason Aaron showed the slow burn of Thanos's mind pretty much. I mean, and, and it felt very real to me mm-hmm. also because it, it almost made me worried about him. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, as grow, growing up, he's, you know, he's got a father that loves him and won't dare believe that his son is capable of, you know, doing these crazy things, including killing his own mother while his grandfather, uh, Kronos, I think is what, who it was, was like, it, what are you blind? Like, if you loved him that much, why didn't you pay a little bit of attention to him? Oh, we're, we're, oh, we're, we're definitely in the cradle in the silver spoon. No, this is definitely I mean, it is what it is. 
this this book is Jeremy material. All right, if we're we're gonna go Pearl yeah. Jam, Jeremy. Jeremy spoke in class today. I yes, don't know. Did. I don't know if you know this, but every time it's mentioned, does not an invitation to sing. <laughs> I, like, I have a, he talking about oh yes i have is. a song in my heart i will sing and there's nothing you can do about it <laughs> apparently not so okay so uh so yeah clearly i remember sorry <laughs> gnash his teeth within the recess and lady's breast mm-hmm. How How forget? and it hit me with a surprise my jaw all, all the pearl jam just turned around a disturbance oh, drop the right open. they're <laughs> all like day. what is going on someone is ruining us oh ouch um so Shots take fired. it back no 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 <laughs> take it back oh you're talking to the wrong person buddy. Uh, oh goodness take it back anyway <laughs> i won't so the uh so my i don't know i i think it was neat to see you know thanos be you know slowly positioned if you look at this book and let's it just say death is Thanos kill all those people <laughs> Well, death is, you know, death is this construct, in my opinion. Ronnie, I think I'm leaning with Mark on here. Okay. The the well, thing it's is. okay to be wrong. I, I hear you. I hear you. I think that, you know, death is, I, I really can't see this as being death. I think it is his mind playing tricks on him. Just like his dad said, you are, you're broken. Your, your mind is broken. And I really think that his you know, what his dad was saying was true. Like, look, it's just me and you in this room. There's nobody else. While death is howling at him, it's his mind that has been, you know, just destroyed. Uh, now, as for the traumatic event, Mark, I, I don't know. I think the one thing that the girl showed up before the incident that happened in the caves. I was going to say, like, yeah, you know, when he goes, nothing. He has the one incident where, when he's first born where the mother tries to stab him. And if you know anything about, like, child development, a lot of what happens in infancy isn't going to stay with you. Yeah, it's really malleable at that age to where, you know, you could, you know, you, you could survive your mother wanting to stab you and, you know, having her having to be taken away without it really affecting you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, you know, once you get to like three, four, five, six, and that happens, it might stay with you a bit. But at that age, not really. And then they just jump ahead to him being at school. And again, it's he's just like nerdy and awkward. He's not really bothering anybody. And they're just like, hey, Thanos, come play. And he's like, okay. And then after that is when the voices started. Like schizophrenia is a genetic thing um, that can happen that the that that starts to show itself when you're 16 17 18 19 years old somewhere in there could be younger you know depending on other genetic factors or sociological factors drug factors etc you know certainly there are some cases of like little kids uh, and and this isn't like I'm not this isn't to be compared with the little kid who has the invisible friend. That's not what we're saying is schizophrenia. But there have been some documented cases of actual kids who developed hallucinations as really small children. But like I said, in most cases, it happens much later in life. <coughs> And not without, you know, and, and in some cases, not without a precipitating traumatic event. That's and what I was going to ask. I, I didn't know. nothing in the book that, that, that goes to any sort of precipitating event to me that would have caused that to happen. It was it, like, it would have made more sense had the hallucination started in the cave. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Jason Aaron is writing a tale here that 
is, you know, kind of leaves these things up and up in the air. I don't think it's a mark of bad writing. I think what it is, is it's just a, a way of, of getting people to discuss. Okay. It's is he crazy? Adventure. Exactly. Is he crazy or is he not? Well, the voices started before he went into the cave. So maybe he is crazy. Is death actually the representation of death? Well, if he's crazy, then she's not actually there. So he became crazy in some, some way, shape or form. Or if, here, here's my argument for why it's not death. For, for me, for it to have been death, I feel like that had to have been an explanation as to why she chose him. There really isn't, though. It's it's just she just does. I'm like like I feel like the time to have done that would have been in the in the big reveal that it's death. It's like I saw you, uh, you know, I saw you at your birth. I saw you, you know, all these years, and I waited for my time. You know, like in other words, make death more of a villain. To me. It's all it's all just kind of random, which to me speaks of psychosis. So are you saying that this isn't act with this not being death? Then what happens? Does he go and actually find death at some point and, yes. in order to try and woo her? Making yeah, his, I, I believe, I believe he's inspired by these early events in his life to go out and seek the living embodiment of death. Okay, all right. Now I could believe that. I could see that. And if I remember correctly, in Infinity Gauntlet, death is nonplussed. She's not impressed with Thanos, and eventually she turns on him and joins uh, the other cosmic beings in, in defeating him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which again doesn't really line up with death as portrayed in this book. Uh, it's a really cool to look at his, you know, his uh, uh, background. History. Yeah, yeah, his history. It, it's it was a it was a fun read. I mean, you know, I won't lie. That's why I like a lot of what he writes is compelling and and it keeps you interested. You know, I didn't know what to, I was going to get there with this book. I didn't know if we were going to be getting. Uh, you know, just a tale of him as a young kid, you know, this, this evil little kid growing up, but no, he, he, he did kind of take, you know, Oh, it's a nice, sweet Thanos. Oh, look at that. I, you know, that almost feels kind of expected, but like I said, we, we, the story is interesting. The story is interesting. And yeah, the art, very the, art the art is great too. There's some great pages uh, throughout that. My, the one that sticks out in my mind is the one where him and death finally kiss. Like I said, I mean, it's a representation of him either accepting his own madness in Mark's case or ex- accepting uh, death, accepting Thanos's embrace. But uh, so anyway, I will make you love me. I will make you love me. That that speaks to that, that's that's not you're not right in the head trying to do that either. Trying to make somebody love you just d- death alone, but making like you know somebody who's not completely interested in you uh, <laughs> to try and love you. That's that's a tough sell anyway. Uh, so no wonder he went crazy. So, so I don't know. I would have liked to have seen more of Titan in the book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shit. I, Eros. I, I think they mentions Eros, but Eros is off panel all the time. Like there's yeah. even a point where uh, Eros, which is Thanos's brother, I believe. He Star is, Fox. Star Fox. That's right. Uh, they're sitting down to dinner and the dad likes is yelling. The rapey him. superhero. He's like, hey, Eros, uh, you know, come on over here. But you don't see Eros. You don't even see like he doesn't even speak off panel. So he's off making somebody love him. <laughs> yeah, creepy, creepy. That's why I called him the rapey superhero, because, I mean, there is that whole She-Hulk thing, you know, storyline where um, she was tr- trying to get him um, to beat the charges of like sexual misconduct. And, uh, you know, talking people him? representing him. And then she figured out that maybe he used his powers on her because they had a thing. Oh, damn. Yeah. Weird, weird story. But, you know, interesting. 
Well, he didn't. He didn't. Oh, he didn't. It came out that he did not. No. Yeah. Okay. Arrow's got a bad rap in that, and um, I'm just saying, She-Hulk slept with Juggernaut, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess Jugg- Juggernaut could handle the pace. Oh, jeez. Mm. <laughs> and and she got it on with Hercules. Ooh, Hercules, 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 and Tony Stark. I could see Hercules and She-Hulk like getting it on. That seems like a nice couple. Tony Stark. No. No. Yeah. Afterwards, oh, man, unless she's laying in bed with bruises, saying "Ouch." <laughs> Maybe he was wearing the Iron Man suit. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe that's what he was doing with the Hulkbuster suit, eh? No, I read the comic book. It, he, no, it didn't. He, he wasn't wearing the Hulkbuster suit. No, he, oh. he wasn't Hulkbusting. Oh my gosh, oh. man! Let's get out of here. All right, so that has been Source Materials coverage of Thanos Rising in preparation for Infinity War. Man, this it's going to be a fun show. I cannot wait to watch this movie. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm glad we got a little glimpse into the origin, which do you guys know if any of this is going to be showing up in? They are, going, they are going to deal very briefly with Thanos' origin. Okay. I would fig- I'd figure they would have to give him some time because all we've had is what after credit scenes of this guy mm-hmm. so yeah, we, we know virtually if, if you don't know anything about the comics and you're just going off the movies you know virtually nothing about about Thanos. yeah right he's just this, he's just been this prune faced villain that's showing up at the end of these marvel movies so well, he, he, he had a little role in garden of the galaxy but his, really? anything that had having to do with Thanos has been, um, you know, bring me the Infinity Stones. And yeah, it has not gone well. It did not go well for him. You know, I don't know much about Thanos other than. Don't know much about history. Yep, there it is. <laughs> Biology. Don't know a whole lot about the guy. So it was kind of nice to have a, a, a little peek into his background. He's yeah. been all. all I feel over- like. I feel like the story could have been fleshed out a little bit more. I think that's my only like final comment about it. Like, it's not that it was a bad story. I just feel like, I feel like this was, they could have done, you know, I'm usually the one that's saying, could we cut some of this? Can, you know, this is a little too long. I feel like this one, they could have, this could have used a little bit more background, a little bit more story. I don't know if Jason Aaron was kind of handcuffed to, you know, Hey, you only got five issues. Uh, and, you know, that's usually the way it works. Or like you got five issues and he might've been on a few other projects. This was 2013. So I don't know what else he had his hands in. I think it might've been sometime after God butcher, but <clears throat> regardless, uh, they were getting ready. Cause I saw, I remember seeing at the end of this, there was a, an ad for Thanos will next appear in infinity, which that was one thing we were going to talk about at one point. Wasn't it? When we want to talk about just infinity yeah, and, then, and, then the, and then the graphic novel with all the tie-ins is like $50. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't blame you. So anyway. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into plugs. Mark Radlish, tell us what is on the schedule, sir. All right. If you're listening to this on YouTube, I'm sorry. Um, This What dropped today in the Rattledge and Broadcasting Network was our coverage, a very, very brief show, uh, Monsters Unleashed. It's like a 30-minute show and a 10-minute gag reel. Um, <laughs> uh, tomorrow on the network, if you're if you've listened to this on YouTube, is our Damn You Hollywood coverage of Rampage, the number one movie of the weekend, at least for now. Um, and then to, and then tomorrow is Metal Hammer of Doom, uh, Visions of Atlantis. 
next week we'll have we're not gonna have a source material so next week we'll have a pair of tv parties um on monday and tuesday yes we won't have source material on monday because it's gonna because the source material for infinity gauntlet will drop thursday the 26th when avengers comes out in the meantime we'll have a tv party for dc's legends of tomorrow how great was that finale jesse it's good it was good i liked it bebo Oh, yeah. I told Colton. Colton came in and asked me about something. I said, Colton, turn around and watch this stuffed animal destroy this demon. <laughs> he watched it for a good, I don't know, minute and left. Of course he did. <laughs> um, we'll have back-to-back TV parties. It. One for DC's Legends of Tomorrow Season 3, and then uh, another one for the first season of Lost in Space um, from Netflix. I don't know how this is good. we're going to do this with the Spreaker set up the way that it is. We'll have to talk offline. But that's supposed to be uh, Coop's pick. Coop's running the show on... Um, the on april 25th i will be at the foo fighters so it'll just be jesse and coop and then we'll do something off of coop's list maybe or there won't be a show i don't know how that's gonna go um the 26th like i said is the source material for the infinity gauntlet the following week um when this show airs uh we will also be doing a damn you hollywood for avengers infinity war and metal hammer of doom god schmack when legends rise so the screaming boy podcast you were able to find us on any kind of sort, uh, any kind of uh, social media. If you happen to look for us when we were still around, it was Screaming Boy Podcast on Facebook, at Screaming Boy PR on Twitter, and Screaming Boy Podcast on Instagram. But you can't find those anymore. Um, we got we had we had a lot of good shows, but this last one has made me want to murder people. <laughs> um so i thought it best just to you know call it quits oh <laughs> yeah whatever you suck ronnie and all of that is a lie. Nah, april fools i mean like you can really find all that stuff if you look for it and we haven't called it quits and it was still there and um <laughs> hey, that's all i got your, when was your last show i don't even know it was january i don't know how i know that because you make it your your life's goal to torture me <laughs> no because i keep checking and and i see the words the empire strikes out january 17th it haunts me i i check I, I check it every day oh is he uploaded it today nope no nope. still the empire strikes it's, out it's my show i know I do, what I, I do what i want ladies and gentlemen go give the rattlech in broadcasting network facebook page a like to stay up Please. on top of all the great podcasts that we have to offer is this one of them that's uh, debatable. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's not, ladies and gentlemen. This is not. We we're not like this all the time. Yes, no, this is an outlier. <laughs> this is clearly an outlier. Uh, you you clear. can get you can get you can get your fix on Route sixty six if you go back into that archive. <laughs> check out some of the great content <laughs> that Source Materials brought to you. Uh, we <laughs> talked about it's some of our best work, Yvonne. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> the clip show is amazing. It's, it's coming along real well. Uh, and so, look, we have all really, sorts. Are you really editing together a clip show? Fuck. I'm not doing a clip show. Although, congratulations to our buddies. I a little bit just now. Compound the Pop Culture Podcast, who just hit their 100th episode. Uh, and they did a clip show for their 100th episode. Speaking of clip shows, uh, I'll maybe do that when we get to episode 300. Okay? Maybe. 
Um, there will be a lot of... All lot you of, have to do is piece together all the gag reels. A lot of horrible content. True. A lot of horrible content. There's all sorts of great stuff there in the archive for the Source Material Show. We are just like a book club for people who read comics. If you read a story and then you want to hear some guys sit down and talk about the story, then I would suggest you check out what we have there to offer. You might find something you may enjoy. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to read a story, we'll cover it. We'll talk about it. It's a fun listen. Uh, we are up to over. If you, just want to, if you just want to hear three neckbeards make fun of blacks and women, this is the show for you. 160. <laughs> almost 160 episodes. You're more than welcome to go give the source material a Facebook page to like as well. I usually share most of what gets aired here over there. And you can follow me at Stiznarkey on Twitter, at SourceMattCast on Twitter as well. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us for Thanos, 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 Rising. For Jesse Starcher, for Rania, and for Bingo Bango Bongo. There it is. <laughs> Call him Jordan. Don't know much about history. Huh. Don't know much. Sorry. Um, I mean, no, you're not. <laughs> Every week. Every week. Um, just as bad at work. All right. Suck it, Mark. If I'm gonna write this shit, I'm gonna read it, okay? Because <laughs> I, yeah. I read it. Him. Him. All right. Thanos. What is happening? Born, <laughs> stuck between Powerpuff Girls and Warlock. Adam Warlock's Ding Dong. Son. Who would have thought Thanos was a Schwatza? You know, he's roaming around the world just having illegitimate kids and moving on. Is that the term for it? Schwatza? I don't know what the hell that is. I've learned a lot of Yiddish. Hey, that's a real flipper flipper flab. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's pretty much what it sounded like you said. I thought Schwatza would sound funnier than Black Guy, damn it. Thinking himself mad, Mad Titan. Thanos completes suicide. Er, com- complete suicide. He completed suicide. And, uh, let, me, let me try the that again. Over. <laughs> and he's dead. I think, I, 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 man, I hate to, but I have to disagree with Jesse just because. Jesse. Hi, Jesse. Hey, I have how's to it going? disagree. Pretty good. Um, not really. Um, <laughs> but I have to disagree with. Uh, with uh, I'm Mark. 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 <laughs> that guy right there. <sighs> Why did yep. you guys screw this podcast up? I've been Not over here steady no. as a rock. Solid. Right. Solid as a rock. Let me sing some more. No. Playing the part of Mark Radlich is Jesse Starcher tonight. That's my <laughs> <gimmick>. <laughs> I <laughs> Let's think about this, gentlemen. Do we really want to air this? <laughs> now, with this show? Yeah, buddy. I can edit it down to at least 10 minutes. <laughs> Of good content. That would be me reading. And then that, <laughs> that would be the rest. Oh, yeah. Bring it on. We're going to bring it on. Now, here's Ronnie Allen to tell you when the Toys R Us show is never going to come on. <laughs> I'm a fat, bald guy with a beard. And I just was like, hello, like pointing at myself. Like, see this? That's the neck beard. <laughs> um, <laughs> duh. Bingo, bango, bongo. Hey. Kangaroo. I don't know that song. What? What? Schmutz, that's about as familiar as a schmutzva to me. Vatsa. <laughs> Vatsa, you uncultured. <laughs> <laughs>